From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back. It's a bit chilly out there today, but get out and enjoy the sunshine while it lasts because it's going to be gone just before five o'clock today. It is the winter solstice, so enjoy the sunshine while it lasts. And speaking of enjoying sunshine while it lasts, from a $4.5 billion boost for the introduction of an extra year of education to a plan to radically overhaul stamp duty, we already know some of the measures in today's first budget from Treasurer Matt Keane. Housing, energy transition and the cost of living measures are at the top of the state budget wish list for our area. Joining me on the line now is CEO of Business Hunter, Bob Hawes. Good morning, Bob. It's Christmas for you guys. Yes, Tracy. how are you? Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot that has been announced. You're absolutely right. I'm not quite sure what's left, but um, I'm sure the Treasurer will have something up his sleeve that we haven't quite yet allowed for. <laughs> it has been quite uh, quite bizarre, hasn't it? It started two weeks ago with, uh, you know, these, these big announcements. We've then got into, you know, latest announcements even yesterday. What do you think is left? And fingers crossed, surely there's going to be something for the hunter. Yeah, well, I, I think the, the something for the hunter in the, some of the social infrastructure measures really will have an enormous impact right across the state uh, in terms of early early childhood um, education and and the matters around health uh, in, in, in trying to entice more people into the health. Um, we've seen some extensive environment uh, announcements, announcements about energy and other ones to address the cost of living in, in various ways. Um, including you know, the assistance for, for first home buyers and things. So I think the, the, the secret sauce in what we'd be looking for is we have had a number of projects that have been initiated in previous years, previous budgets, um, and we want to make sure that uh, they keep going. So a lot of them are the big infrastructure road projects, of course, uh, and it's very easy for governments in these circumstances to defer or, or you know, uh, re-divert funds from some of those uh, projects that were in the forward estimates um, and park them, um, and we don't want that to happen. We've got a lot of things happening up here um, that rely on those projects being delivered, um, particularly around the airport and so on and our you know, infrastructure links. Um, so it'll be important to be looking at the detail as opposed to the to the headlines, mm. which um, aren't necessarily featuring us in a in a particular sort of a way. And that is always uh, the issue, isn't it? It's the devil's in the detail, and it's making sure that those uh, those items that have been budgeted for have been promised continue to roll through. And you know, I mean, we we could do we'd be happy with anything up the, up here. You know, I mean, uh, twenty five million dollars to replace a flagpole on top of Sydney Harbour Bridge, we'd <laughs> happily take some of that, Bob. Well, I'll do it for 24. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Apparently, the Premier's going to Bunnings, so we'll be okay. We'll be okay, apparently. Oh, it is, yeah, it's quite was, bizarre, isn't it? it truly. Uh, yeah, so, anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, uh, there, there are still some specific measures that, that, that we're hoping for that, that, that do free up some of the issues up mm. here. I mean, the cost of living has, has obviously come yeah. through as being very important, but so is the cost of doing business. You know, we've seen businesses up here uh, right across the state and the nation, for that matter, start this struggle with the, with the same issues that are in, impacting households around supply chain problems, uh, the, the cost of doing business with insurances and interest rates 
going up. Um, you know, and we, we, we all know, you know, this issue around supply chain stuff. We're hearing horrible stories, and we know businesses are getting caught in the middle with some of that as well. So anything the government can do to relief in the form of payroll tax relief or stamp duty exemptions on insurance payments and other charges that are levied on government, they have done a bit already through the COVID, and they had extended some of those measures where you could claim back things like your uh, motor vehicle insurance and other costs and charges. Um, and we might see, expect to see some of that extended as a relief measure for the cost of doing business as well as the cost of uh, living uh, pressures being relieved for households by some of the measures that have already been announced uh, as being part of the budget. Do you see them doing, I mean, obviously payroll tax deduction relief and stamp duty relief, I mean, they're, they're enormous costs to, to doing business, you know, the fact that you have to pay for the right to, uh, to employ people. Obviously, any relief that, uh, that can be given on that end will flow through to the cost of living. Yes, they, they 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 had had some exemptions that were part of COVID, and we're hopeful that they might extend those again. Um, so, uh, but you're right. At the moment, what we're seeing is uh, real barriers to, to businesses that, at a time when they're they're screaming to get people, um, they want to make it easy to be able to keep employing people uh, and not have an excuse to if business does start to to wane. Um, that the first thing is that is to put somebody off, and that's not what we want. We know there's headwinds in the economy over the next six, 12 months, and we shouldn't kid ourselves about that. Um, you just have to look at what's happening across the world in terms of stock market and a whole bunch mm. of other indicators. They're all over the place. Um, Australia's not going to miss this time, and the state government has done a good job um, over the last 10 years to, to keep us with that AAA rating and keep, keep us in good fiscal stead. Um, we want to maintain that, but at the same time, um, we want to make sure that there's enough in it for the community and business to be able to um, keep progressing, keep spending, keep to being confident and uh, keep having some certainty in, in, in the times ahead. The other, uh, the other area that you've obviously called for investment in is obviously a range of housing from, from social, which you and I have spoken about ad nauseum, um, through to you know, unlocking land and improving roads and transport and infrastructure for private projects. Do you see that as something that the government will be looking at today? Well, they've made some announcements, uh, various relief measures for first-home buyers mm. and essential workers, and they're to be welcomed. Um, I'm not sure if we'll get what we had asked for in terms of that, uh, the, the infrastructure fund where, that would allow a number of these initiatives to go ahead. But I'm you know, hopeful that within the, within the agency budgets or the allocations within, within some of those strands that we've made enough noise and they've, they've heard us that, that some of those projects that have been earmarked um, where, where there are significant road upgrades, for example, required to unlock extensive land subdivision areas, um, do get some funding. Um, if they don't, well, you know, it's going to be another uh, tough slog um, mm. because we just know that these, they're going to just be marking time until there's a relief. Uh, you know, some some way that some of these the forward funding for some of the capital that is capital investment that's required to to facilitate those those. Um, going ahead, they've done a lot to to facilitate demand again, um, and you know that's that's fine. But it's it's all all we've also got to do stuff about facilitating supply. Um, if we just focus on the demand, I know you know people can argue all day whether it's one or the other. Mm. Um, but really, if if you've got three people that can afford a home at the moment, and the incentives that they often make it seven, um, you know what impact that's going to have and what response the agents have in terms of telling their vendors that they've got 
seven people interested instead of three. Um, what happens to prices? It's no, it's, it's it's not rocket science. So we've got to get supply happening at the same time. So there isn't. You know, tens of people bidding for the same property where we, we've got a more normal circumstance. It is just horrific out there and uh, you know it's wonderful and, and I really I agree with you I really do applaud the the support given to first home buyers and to uh, to emergency services absolutely applaud that but there's those of us out there who also can't get back into the market and there's nothing there for us at all Bob there's nothing to assist there's no encouragement we've got interest rates that are about to, to skyrocket as you said we're all competing for you know when these prices drop we're all going to be out there competing for, for the houses that are dropping they're really it, it I don't see a solution I just see this circle continuing yeah it's, it's a difficult one but if they can get some movement it's you know the the the, the whole property cycle of affordability and availability you know it's an interesting triangle and if they what they're doing is they're just trying to stimulate um, activity at the bottom end yeah. um and if that works that's fantastic um but it's you know at the moment there's, there's not an abundant supply to draw from and part of the problem is for the essential workers and those areas that have targeted at the moment is there just simply hasn't been anything in the market for them to even to buy or look at um so um that that's one part they can deal with to help them get up back up on that affordability scale but you know from our point of view um, we're still keen in this region to attract workers here mm. um we've we've got to sort out you know the, the the people problem which is around people and skills for the workforce um, but also have them some somewhere for them to live. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the key, uh, isn't it? it? Really, <laughs> yes, it really is a vital issue, yeah, it's, issue it's, for us to unlock to be able to go forward. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We're talking with uh, CEO of Business Hunter, Bob Hawes. Bob, we couldn't let it go. Of course, there is $500,000, let's start that again, $500 million in there for that uh, mythical beast that we call the fast train. Obviously, that's wonderful, but we now need the details. We need to see what that is. And, and both yourself and I know the Committee for the Hunter, it is wonderful. It's great. But hey, can we get some, some things moving? That's where we're at now with that, aren't we? Yes, it's uh, you know they've 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 come out and at least you know I think the good part about what they have done is they've in some way um, you know partnered with the with the feds in in the pre-election announcement the Labor made to make five hundred um, a million available to do some work and and I think the focus on where they are at the moment for a faster train is probably the right one mm. because it's something that we can realise in the short term without spending a whole lot of money or having to wait a hell of a long time. Uh, and just un- un- unravelling the spaghetti bowl that is the-, the network congestion that we have, which slows our trains down now, um, is-, is, a- is, a- is a good first step. Um, and we- we've also, you know, still imploring them or asking them to, to move ahead quickly with the with the making the train trip more comfortable than they are doing that. They've got the Wi-Fi continuous Wi-Fi sort of through to about Woiwoi now coming out of Sydney so we really would like to see that extend mm. up right up to Newcastle by the end of the year um, I don't know why it's such a complicated project but it is um, but you know as a start to get these things moving so people do as you say understand that things are happening mm. uh, because the more people we can get off out of cars and into faster trains um, there's all sorts of dividends for the community in being able to do that and we look forward to the day when that can happen. Fingers crossed. There are still some big uh, some big items that we haven't mentioned. Obviously we've got the hydrogen technology cluster, we've got the Port of Newcastle. We know that we're getting funds for the, uh, for the hospital health and innovation precinct. So there are some big things to come but as you said it is, uh, it is the detail that we need to look at now and we need to make sure that those infrastructure projects that have been promised um, are delivered. I'm sure you'll be sitting by your television to, when, uh, when Treasurer 
Ira Keane gives his first budget today? Yes, it'll be, uh, you know, the speech will be one thing, but as soon as they mm. press the button on releasing all the papers, um, we, you know, Business New South Wales have got some people in the lock-up, so they're, they're released at 12, so we'll get a bit of insight then. But, um, you know, I don't know if you the footage, but there's there's four or five volumes that you need to go through to find the details <laughs> of what they don't tell you. Yes. And you have to go and find that yourself. So we'll be doing that with in earnest. Fantastic. Well, listen, uh, best of luck. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, thank God it's only a short Sunday, so, you know, you don't have to. It's a short work day. Get in, get out, and you worry about it tomorrow. That's my theory. <laughs> thank you, Tracy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks, thank bye. you. That is Bob Hawes, who is CEO of Business Hunter. And, uh, yes, we will know from midday today what uh, the devil in those details are. And it's all wonderful to have all of these funding announcements, but we just need to make sure that they continue on. There's been a lot promised from the the federal government in this last election cycle. And uh, fingers crossed that the state will come to the party with, uh, with a lot of the matching funding that was also promised. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 to midday, only on Newcastle Live.